Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an almost year-end edition of the iTrix Week in Review podcast. Where did this last week go? Um, where did this last year go? Jeez. It's like, I think very early on in the year, I called it the year of magic. And I think we have a, another guest who's just going to prove how true that is. Uh, you have seen his viral video. I guarantee it uh, because it went viral. And that's how that works. And it is Mr. Stephen Brundage, the Rubik's Cube speeding ticket guy. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Are you the speeding ticket guy or are you the Rubik's Cube guy? Or are you still working on the branding of that? Um, I, the speeding ticket guys, I mean, that, that's, a, that's an interesting way to go. I like, I like being just the magician, you know, when talking to clients. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure at this point. I'm still trying to f- figure out everything out. Um, now, everybody who's listening has, has seen this video. I mean, I, I guarantee it. We, we had it on the site. It's been uh, all over the world. I've seen it introduced uh, via the Internet in about maybe eight different languages, uh-huh. you know, which, which, is always, which is always entertaining. Um, how, how did this video come about? I mean, it, it, first of all, this is one thing that several people have asked me because they've been like, well, are you sure this is really a viral video? Uh, is, is who, who recorded it? How did that happen? Um, so yeah, so I, uh, I, I read a lot of the backstory on my website and on the description, but basically I was caught speeding. The cops pulled me over and I actually, I was coming back from a gig in New York city. So obviously I'm not the, you know, I don't really clean up after gigs. So on the side of my car, there's, you know, Rubik's cube decks of cards, all this stuff on the side. So the officer comes up, you know, typical, you know, police stop. And then he says, you know, are, are you a poker player seeing all the, the cards and stuff? I said, no, I'm a magician. And, you know, I could tell he was kind of interested. So he asked if I could show him a trick. Um, at that point, I wasn't recording. And then as soon as he asked me to record a trick, I was like, well, I should probably start recording now. So I asked him to record. I started recording on my dash cam. Um, and then we were talking for a little bit. And then I thought, you know, it'd be cool if we could actually get it's hard to do the Rubik's Cube stuff sitting down you know, from that angle. So I, I asked to step outside and uh, there was a second officer there who just pulled up and they both said yes. Um, so when I got outside, I actually took my phone with me and I asked one of the officers politely to record for me. And luckily he said yes. So that's basically how it's, it happened. That That is pretty cool Ed, that you didn't get, you know, beaten or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so you, you get out of the ticket, which is always a good thing. It's always a good day. Um, uh-huh. And you sit back in your car and you you know you tape it. You decide you're going to post it. Um, you know, there's a million, maybe not a million, but there's real close to a million guys out there wondering how do I get a viral video. We've seen, you know, um, what a just huge difference that can make. I mean, from the guys who that's like Stuart Edge that that's uh-huh. that's all they yep. got. I mean, that's and and they're. They're making nice livings to uh, to Smoothini on America's Got Talent, and his video just blew up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, how? I mean, is this is this was this kind of dumb luck? Was it just that you happen to have gold and it caught, or <laughs> did, you know, did you have a secret strategy? Um, I think it was it was a mixture of everything that you just said combined, in a sense, as far as um, with the cop situation, as far as the, with the cop media going. 
I, I think it definitely any type of cop, you know, video is going to get some amount of views. Um, the fact that it was a good cop video, so it's not some sort of, you know, framing the cops in bad light. It's almost like a nice, happy story. You know, you can't help but smile after hearing this. Um, uh, it was a mixture of that. Also, this is kind of funny. Uh, so when I actually gave the, my, the officer my phone, I actually edited this part out of the video, but I actually tell one of the officers to move to the right so the lighting could get in. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, it's it's important to have a good director, right? And, and that that that's my busking skills skills there as far as crowd control. <laughs> so uh, I asked one of them to move to the right. Right after the, I took the video, I actually called my girlfriend and I said, "We have a viral video." And I said, "If the lighting's good, we have a viral video." Um, and at that point, it was basically me just testing it out. So I posted it to my Facebook. It got about 8,000 views, you know, and 300 likes in a day, which is pretty good for a Facebook post. So I knew it had something worth of merit that could probably go viral, but I, I just wasn't sure how big it was going to be. That, that yeah, I mean, that, that is lucky. It, you know, it's funny. When I first came across it, posted, I, I almost <laughs> skipped it because, because I was just like, man, if this is another quote-unquote parody of that Kalen Morelli video. Right. I'm going to be I'm like so sick of those. Hey, can you hear my dogs in the background? Everybody who's ever wondered when I do those animal PSAs if I actually do have shelter dogs, you uh-huh. may or may not be able to hear them. I hear them a little bit. Yeah. They're they're back. I, the mailman must be here. It's they they hate our new mailman. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was very pleased to see that you were not you were not, you know, Another parody of that, and I was like, I think, yeah, um, one of the biggest. Oh, sorry, are you saying something? No, 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 not at all. Go on. Okay. Uh, one of the biggest things was as soon as I posted the story. Actually, what happened was World Star Hip Hop ripped my video as soon as I posted it on YouTube, and that same night, World Star Hip Hop had about three hundred thousand views on it. You know, so as soon as World Star Hip Hop, World Star Hip Hop posted, I kind of knew, oh wow, this is actually going pretty viral. Another Facebook group, Unilad, stole the video, and they had about 2 million views within that day. And I was still around 20,000 views, so I was like, wait a second. <laughs> you know, they, they didn't credit me at all. So eventually my views started to go up when I got a call from the Daily News, and they actually called the police officers. So they did a story in the Daily News, and the reason why all of the news sites started to actually take go off with it was because there was quotes from the chief of police, you know, talking about the traffic stop. So it legitimized, that's a word, <laughs> you know, the happenings of the event. So I think after that, everyone realized, like, wait, this is a real story. So at that point, it's been shared by every, like, BuzzFeed, Huffington Post. And, and I haven't done any of the work, to be honest with you, as far as with that part. I'm just basically handling the amount of stuff that's coming into me and just doing as many interviews as possible. Which which is cool. So so every night you just you, you get you climb in bed, you stare at the ceiling, and go, "Thank God I drive irresponsibly." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I have gotten a decent amount of tickets, so I guess I guess I, I will never regret speeding. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's today's lessons, kid. <laughs> the speed limit is only a suggestion. <laughs> um. Yeah, has your insurance company contacted you at all? Oh gosh! Hey, we I mean, saw I, your video. <laughs> I so I, I I got a ticket in North Carolina a couple months ago. I had a check, you know, I had a cashier's check that I was supposed to send in. I don't know where that cashier's check went, <laughs> so I got to take care of that. But um, nothing horrible so far. <laughs> Jeez, how many states have you tried this in? Oh goodness, no. It, it, 
I don't. I don't speed. No, I, I mean, obviously, everyone goes over the limit occasionally. But obviously, when you do a lot of traveling, you know, you're more likely to accidentally, you know, go over. And it wasn't like I was doing 20 over. I was only doing 12 over, and the speed limit was 40. And it changed to 30. So I was actually only going two miles over the speed limit. And then it changed. And then all of a sudden I got pulled over without uh, me really realizing it. The trap. The right? Trap. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a town in, uh, in Missouri that I used to drive through quite a bit. And they, they, go, they used to go from 60 to 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and there, and were, the thing there is... were skid marks going into town. <laughs> Because you want to coast in. You don't want to slam on your brakes. That's the thing. Like, I was coasting in. And when I actually passed the police officer, I was only going 29. So I was like, what on earth did I just do? So I was actually kind of mad I got stopped because I thought I was going the speed limit. Um, you know, it was like the one time when I actually thought I was innocent. But <laughs> Well, yeah, for, for the record, radar guns can tell if you're accelerating or decelerating. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> that's just something to keep in mind in the future. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, now, for, uh-huh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, from what I know, like from what the police officer said, they, they were when they asked to show me a trick. At that point, they did not intend to get me a ticket because a lot of the media is going to frame it however they want. A lot of them are saying like um, he was going to get a ticket, and then he showed him an awesome magic trick, which is they could frame it that way. It just helps me as far as you know publicity and views and being shared, which I'm I'm all you know I'm, I'm all for. But you know, just as a general statement, the police officers nicest people in the world. I have a cell phone of one of them. I was talking to them a couple of days ago. You know, really genuine, nice guys. Um, that that it, they're actually probably just pulling you over to see if you were drunk. Drunk, yeah, <laughs> it, that's what they said exactly. Yeah. And um, now now. The officers have been interviewed and such. Are they uh, becoming mini celebrities in their own right? I, I notice in, in the versions I've seen, it, it doesn't say who they are, and there could be reasons for that. But are are they uh, are, are they getting a little bit of credit in, in at least their community? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In their community, I know everyone is you know liking it and sharing it, and everyone you know it's a good vibe around that. As far as nationally, I don't think they're getting as much attention just because you know I don't want to disclose their names. I don't know if they even want the attention at all, you know, because I don't think there's anything that they could really gain from the attention, um, besides like you know random people putting nasty comments towards them. Right, right. Now, when uh, when when you were younger and dreamt of being a professional magician, and you dreamt of your beautiful assistants, were they going to be police officers? <laughs> no, but you know, I think I, you know absolutely they're great. <laughs> I did not think of that. And and the next time, uh, you know, next time you you need a, a little bit more publicity, are you going to try to get busted by the FBI or the ATF? <laughs> I don't think that is what I want. I was actually when I was actually down in Good Morning America, I was like, "Mom, do you want to?" My mom and my girlfriend both came down, uh, and I was like, "Do you want to shoot another video with cops?" But you know, we were like, "No." It was... <laughs> but no, we'll we'll leave the police alone. Thank you. You know, right? <laughs> but so so it's only been what couple weeks um what happens when you have millions and millions of views on youtube other than obviously you end up on good morning america which is which is good um mm-hmm. what, what has anything changed yet i mean uh, is getting you know 10 million people to see your video or more god only knows i mean there's there's no way to tell how many uh-huh. people have seen your video because of television and everything else? And other people taking it and putting right. it on the Exa- website. Exactly. So once a quarter of the Earth's population has seen your, your <laughs> video, uh, you know, 
how does that how does that affect your career is are things definitely positively changing are you like all right you know is there any kind of frustration factor when um i know when i talked to matt franco and he didn't express his frustration but it's like you know oh yeah on the one hand i just want america's got talent but on the other hand you know i had gigs booked already so i gotta go do them <laughs> you know right how how is uh how is your newfound fame treating you so it is absolutely life-changing. As far as like a viral video in general, I'm not sure how much just a viral video could actually help me out. I mean, I, I mean, you get some inquiries about some stuff, but a lot of them aren't legitimate. I think that one of the biggest things is Good Morning America. Um, that was absolutely huge. I've gotten at least a, well over um, a dozen calls from it. And, and, and I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I started out busking three years ago. And most of my events that I've done are either from they started from, you know, giving up my card, having a website. And it's it's mostly local stuff, you know. So obviously I'm, I'm high. I'm, I'm high end local, but I'm low end corporate, if that makes any sense. No, I've um, been there. I know exactly where you are, man. So, do, do you mind if I say, I mean, just a range of prices? Is that, is that typically OK in this or oh, yeah, go for it? OK, so anywhere for like, you know, anywhere from five to twelve. Um, as far as, you know, when you're booking a typical holiday party or whatnot, most people don't have much money to go beyond that as far as if you're dealing locally. And I've gotten like national people just coming at me, wanting me to fly around the country doing events, which is kind of almost like life changing now. Because now, um, you know, my rates have doubled and tripled for some of the events and, it, and, and people actually want to book me. It's not like they just are looking for a magician. They want the guy who was on Good Morning America, which is really amazing. Um, yeah, somebody told me, I can't remember who it was. Always make sure that your fee is at least ten percent more than your airfare, <laughs> because you know once once it hits like that, you're you're like, oh, this is you know this is what I charge, especially when you know you are kind of local and, and in certain areas. Like I work, I'm, I'm in St. Louis. I work out of St. Uh-huh. Louis. I, you know, and and I haven't worked professional. I'm getting back into it. I haven't done it in a few years. When I was doing uh-huh. it, though, I know, uh, you know, I talked to other guys I knew who were who are on the East Coast, who are on the West Coast, who are around Lake Tahoe. And, I mean, it's like what I charged and did really well locally was like half of what a lot of the other guys. But, you know, on the flip side, um, my, you know, my, my mortgage was like half of everybody else's. All right. You know, so, you, you know, so when you do get that, that call from, you know, even across across the country or a different state, much less if you know you know you go international or something, it's like oh my god, what what do I charge? Because all of a uh-huh. sudden, you know, I- even in America, there is a certain you know pesos to dollar thing that suddenly <laughs> that suddenly happens. Uh-huh. So so have you had to research? Are you you know are you? Re- yes. Yeah, so, so I've had some really close friends in the magic community. Like I've I've uh, I've, I've talked to Carl Hein, Kosha Kimlout. You know, a bunch of, you know, and, and I've known them, you know, I've talked to them before, but, you know, I've talked to them on the phone more closely about this um, as far as the price to charge. And right now I'm still figuring out the range because I don't want to charge such an extraordinary price. Like I quoted one person, you know, six grand and they said no. And, you know, we're trying to figure something in, in between, you know, so they could say yes to it. Um, so we're trying to figure out, you know, whether or not you want to charge. I don't want to charge a high price just because, you know, just because I'm the guy in Good Morning America, I'm going to charge this crazy, crazy amount. Um, obviously, I think my show is worth it, but I want to charge it because I'm in demand. And if I charge any less, I'm going to lose money. Um, you know, right? It charged years ago. I, I've told the story before. I, I know uh, I got a call about somebody who wanted uh, somebody to come and be Santa at their game, but be a magician uh-huh. and um, magician Santa. <laughs> right, right. Which which I ended up doing. Um, 
And I don't. It's not a magic show as Santa. I'd go with Santa and would do magic tricks, not framed as magic tricks, but as I talked to the children and blew them away. And it actually changed my life from performing for adults to now kind of focusing on kids is is Uh my new thing. But when they made that call, I was like, my reaction was, "There is no way in hell I want to do this." Uh So I threw out a number that uh, was. I, I had been paid before, but not ever by an individual for a private party. So I was like, hey, I'm going to throw this number out. And they said, oh, yeah, that's great. In fact, um, you know, if you have the hour before or after free, too, I, I'm sure my neighbors would love that. Not realizing that, you know, I was talking to somebody who owned one of the largest businesses in the area. <laughs> like, so, so then I hung up the phone and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm Santa now. <laughs> That's and, funny. and so, yeah, there, there's such a danger with pricing. Is uh, uh-huh. but, but do you have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to like l- like the polite no is I'm just going to price myself out of this? Oh, have I tried to price myself out of it? Yeah, or? yeah. Have you ever have you ever done? Have you ever been like, I, there's no way I want to do this. I'm going to price my way out of it and oh, I mean, dump it on a friend. Be like, no. I, I, <laughs> I mean, locally, I mean, I, I still want to support my local community because this is where I got my start. So I am keeping my, my local my rate. You know, I, I've uh, I've doubled it, but I, I I appreciate anyone locally who's hired me before. So basically, if they've hired me before and they want to hire me, I'll tell them my price. If they can't afford me, I'll say. Give me your best number, and I'll see what I could do. Also, what I'm thinking about doing is like a, any a week within any given event. You know, if they don't have the budget for me, I will basically say, you know, I have, I have a local, you know, a local program where basically you give me any number you want, you know, over three hundred dollars, <laughs> you know. And if I have that date open, I'll see what I could do. It's not a promise, but it's basically saying, you know, you supported me. I'm going to support you to see if I could help you out. Um, and I think that's something nice that will definitely help me stay local and also be able to go national too. Oh, definitely. I mean, and, and you gotta, you gotta remember the people who supported you when they hired that guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's, I've had a lot of people say that on Facebook, like, remember when we used to knew him and it's like, you still know me, you could still hire me too. And they're like, great. <laughs> so, but, um, tell you what, we, uh, we're already halfway through the show, believe it or not. So we're going to take a quick break. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to put this, this crazy YouTube stuff behind us. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, who Steven is and how, uh, he turned to magic, how he was lured to the dark side <laughs> and, and more with Steven Brindage after this. iTricks.com. This episode of the iTrix Magic Week in Review is brought to you by the Amazing JoJo Super Spinner with Penny Reel Technology. Now, the Amazing JoJo reinvented thread work with his release of his original web spinner, and now he's about to do so again with his new Super Spinner with Penny Reel Technology. The new Super Spinner is just as simple and elegant as the original web spinner, making levitation easier, more practical, and even more fun than ever before. New animation sequences that work sitting or standing with no special lighting or clothing required. Not even a shirt pocket. Special focus on three-dimensional origami art to create multiple methods for folding dollars into objects you can levitate to the perfect size, shape, and weight for invisible thread work and are easy to hand out for examination. You'll get new methods of handling that'll eliminate the need for messy wax and body loads. Instead, JoJo provides crystal clear invisible silicone putty that leaves no wax residue to clean up. Plus, there's methods on how to ditch the wax or putty right in front of people. Or uses waxless rig that doesn't use any putty or wax at all. And did I mention live footage? Watch JoJo live on the boardwalk set up his levitation device directly in front of people. Hear the audience gasp as the bill floats off the table, drawing a cloud in about seven seconds flat. 
and even watch a little girl call JoJo out so you can see exactly how to respond to those string or magnet comments. And then there is the Super Spinner itself, the ultimate invisible thread tool. A 20 foot long single strand of invisible thread hidden inside a Sharpie magic marker. Spin out as much as you need, cap it to lock it, and you're ready to levitate. You don't even need a shirt pocket, just clip it to your collar. Includes a three inch tension rod that absorbs excess tension to keep the thread from breaking, making it the least likely to break hookup ever. No batteries, no motors, no elastic, no rubber to wear out, no moving parts to break. Just like the original web spinner, you can refill a super spinner with any color, any length, any brand of thread you want. You will receive not one, but two super spinners. One's preset with a 20 foot long single strand, so you can start levitating right out of the box. And the second set has 20 foot uh, strand of unstripped thread to reset the first one. DVD instructions teach you how to set up both spinners, so you can carry 40 feet of invisible thread, or it also shows you how to buy more Sharpies and make more. No expensive devices to buy ever again. You get two super spinners, DVD instructions, 20 feet of thread, and invisible silicone putty for just $39.95. You can find that at themagicjoint.com. You can just see uh, on the left side, products, the super spinner. Now, the DVD covers a vast range of topics, including for the first time ever, JoJo's exposure of his alternative hands-free Fearson hookup. He revisits his critically acclaimed Michelangelo bill and has new adaptions for the super spinner. Also, a close-up congreve poop and his own uh, origami frog routine. If you're on a budget, this is the cool part. You can purchase just the DVD and supply your own materials. At least two Sharpie Magic markers, Magician's Wax, tape, and, and Invisible Thread. Um, they are prepared, those markers, straight off the short store shelf. And you can use any color of wax thread or anything you like. But you can prepare all your own stuff with the instructions from the DVD, which you can get for just $19.95 uh, on that same website. So once again, that's a 95-minute DVD with two super spinners, invisible thread, and the invisible silicone putty for just $39.95, or the instructions only for $19.95 at magicjoint.com. And the full URL is going to be magicjoint.com slash pages slash levitation slash super dash spinner. Once again, thank you to JoJo and his uh, amazing super spinner with Penny Reel Technology for sponsoring this episode of the Magic Week in Review. iTricks.com. And we're back with Stephen Brundage. The, what do we decide you are? You're the magician, not the speeding the, ticket guy. The, the, Rubik's, the Rubik's Cube magician. The, the Rubik's Cube magician. I think <laughs> The speeding Rubik's Cube magician. <laughs> the fastest magician in the East. Snap. Ooh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, you so, the cops will over, so that, that wouldn't really stay true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the fastest legally excused magician <laughs> in the East. Um, so before all this hit, uh, you said you've been you've been busking for about three years. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, about three years. I mean, I start. I've been doing magic for about twelve years. You know, for you know, my mom got me the, the Nicholas Einhorn book. You know, the Encyclopedia of Practical Magic. Loved the book. You know, and I I started. I think one thing that helped me most of all was learning from this book with pictures. Because then when I when I was performing, I wasn't just copying some guy I saw on YouTube. It was more just learning from a book, learning my own slights. And then when the David Blaine specials hit, oh my goodness! When I saw him do the ambitious card routine, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I saw that stuff and I was like, "How on earth 
did he just make that card pop to the top? So that's when I started getting into the sleight of hand part, you know, as far as top changes, all different moves. And then from there, it was just friends and families for the next couple of years. Well, that's that's how you have to start out. You you, right. you know you're either ready to quit or go pro when uh, your friends and family look like they're going to stab you in the eye with a fork <laughs> if they see a deck of cards in your hand. All right. Um, but yeah, so my family was always supportive of the tricks. You know, they were always nice, generous. I, you know, I went to college and I did my tricks even more there. Um, and what I think a lot of mistakes I, I, I always. I, I, I don't like putting down other magicians, you know, who want to get started doing a pro- professional career. But you always see these posts of like, you know, I'm doing my first gig. What on earth do I do? Or like, you know, uh, I want to be a full time magician. And it's like it, it doesn't work like that. You know, magicians train their entire lives. You know, those 12 years of me just practicing was basically like college. I read books on theory. I did thousands of performances for friends and families, and I wasn't even good after a thousand performances. I was mediocre. I have YouTube videos to prove it. <laughs> you know, it's it's the next ten thousand performances that are really helped out. Um, but I, I I don't think all these kids saying I want to do it full time. It's more of you have to you're either made for it and you're really putting in the work, or you know, or you're not made for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and and you definitely have to put in the work. And I mean, at first you can't do magic, and then. You really suck at magic. Yes, really, you, really suck. You know, and and then you're not that bad. I mean, and that's a pro- progression. And I always tell people that in, in in anything is that you are going to suck at this. There's no nobody just like flips through any book or watches a video and bam, they're ready to jump on stage. You know, it's just uh-huh. not the way it works. Um, just just <clears throat> like you know, this is what I, I like to tell people is remember, there's. 80 million guys in America right now just absolutely murdering Stairway to Heaven. Uh-huh. And three of them will end up on the radio someday. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's just it's how it analogy. is. Yeah, well, uh-huh. you know, and that's how how magic is, too. Except there's probably not quite as many of us out there. Right. <laughs> but so, so um, if if I may ask, what did you go when you went to college? What did you study? Did did you study with a mind to like I want to be a performer, or did you go? You know what? I'm going to be prepared for a real job. No, I, I kind of went to school because I had to. I, I didn't really have any other options at that point in time, so I went to uh, school in Liberty. I mean, uh, Virginia Liberty University, and then back up. I went to a community college back up here, and then my first event that I did was um, I've been doing magic for a long time. It was the summertime. Someone offered me, you know what, maybe you should do a festival. You know, in, is the Glens Falls Take a Bite? It was a busking festival, so I could perform and get tips. And I think I made like $110 in two hours. You know, and as a kid, just um, done with college, uh, you know, for $110 for two hours, I'm like, holy cow. I mean, that's more money than I could make if I, you know, I was working a full-time job too. It's like I just made a ton of money for not a lot of work. Right. <laughs> So that's when I kind of knew. I was like, that's that's kind of cool. And then from there, I started busking to Saratoga Springs. And that's when it really started to pick up. That first summer, what happened was my friend, you know, I, I made a good amount within the first couple of weeks. I don't know. I might have pulled in, you know, I had like a $200, $300 day. And I told my friend, like, I just made 300 bucks in a day. You know, I was all excited, super happy. You know, for magicians now, they think $300 a day. And you're like, oh, you know. But I, I was ecstatic. And I told my friend, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this full time. And he's like, you know what? I bet you, you know, I bet you're not going to make $3,000 within the end of the year. 
and he made that bet, so I just followed through, and I think I made that within the first month or two. You know, that's working my ass off, you know, trying that as hard as I can. Um, but I did that, and then I just kind of – I didn't do it full-time after that. My mindset was more – I said to myself, I'm going to go with the flow of it. So I decided whatever happens is going to happen, and I wasn't set on making it my career. It was just I was going to go with it. Um, now, after after mom got you started with the Nicholas Einhorn book, which I think my mom actually bought me too mm-hmm. one Christmas, although the difference is I am obviously a good – at least 15 years older than you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my mom likes to just buy me magic books now. It's a weird thing, you know, because I guarantee you I was an adult when I got that book. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, uh, after you get started with that, did you, uh, are you, are you completely self-taught? Did you, did you go through clubs? Did you find a club or a class? Um, or do you so have that support system of magicians or? Well, when I first started, I did not have any type of support system. You know, I, I, I didn't really go to any lessons. I didn't have a mentor. Um, I think in a way it hurt me and it helped me in a sense as far as a lot of times when you have these mentors, you follow them, which is a good thing. You learn all the right steps. Um, it was definitely – it helped me grow as a person in order to learn each battle myself, make mistakes, and figure out the path of my own um, in a sense. Um but as far as with magic friends later on in my life, the last two or three years, I've met some of the most amazing magicians who have shared stuff with me, knowledge, you know, friendships that have absolutely changed my life. And you know, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take any any of that away for the world, you know. Have uh, are, so have you joined IBM Sam any of that stuff? Sam? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of the Sam IBM clubs. Um, I, I enjoy them a lot of times. You know, trying to be a full time pro. I, I get a lot more out of just spending my day to day business wise marketing doing that, and a lot of times you don't you don't gain as much back from going to the meetings. Obviously, it's good it's good to give a little bit, but when you go and you don't gain as much as you want, you're you're, you're left slightly disappointed almost. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I'm I'm a, an IBM member and have been for several years, but I just I just do the virtual ring, you know. Uh-huh. I don't. <laughs> I, I it's and it's it's no offense to the local guys. I'm sure they're a great group. I I don't I don't have time. <laughs> for that you know i've i've barely have time to do things that are paying me i find lately uh-huh. so, you know it's like hey, yeah but but it, it it is good you know i look forward to having the linking ring every month and and all that mm-hmm. and and uh, insurance and you know options and all all that mm-hmm. good stuff now have you uh have, have, since since becoming a full-time you know professional magician uh because you're fairly new at it, no offense, but all, all things considered, you know, uh, this is a question Absolutely. I like to ask as opposed to guys who've been doing it for like 20 years and won't remember is did uh, were, did you find yourself unprepared for magic as a business or um, like was that a shock um, writing out your own income taxes for the first time? Did that did that kill you a little bit inside? You know, were, were there could you have been pre- better prepared for that or or how has that gone for you? So I'll be completely honest. So basically, my mentality of going with the flow of it, I kind of actually did that. So I, I, I didn't. I never put in full time hours. Obviously, I put in some work. You know, I, I did my website. I sat down and I made a Squarespace website within two days, and I just literally worked forty eight hours straight until my website was done. Um, and obviously, I've made updates, and that's all me just adding changes. You know, doing that. I do all my own marketing. So I definitely have to put in some work. But, you know, as far as, you know, earlier than that, I mean, I've, I've lived a pretty relaxed lifestyle where, I, you know, I answer a couple of emails, go to the event, come back. 
And I, I've been able to make a decent living where I could, you know, pay for all my rent, pay for some, you know, extra, extravagant trips that I probably shouldn't have paid for, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, afford everything in my life, which I think is one of the most amazing things ever. Um, so, I mean, I never really, I mean, I've taken it somewhat serious, but not to the full extent. As far as like with this viral video, I've been having to put in some full-time hours, you know, to make sure everything's going on the right path. And I think after this is definitely putting me in a straight line as far as, you know, getting my ass in shape. I, I shouldn't say that, right? Can no, I, no, it's all, it's all good. Okay. Getting my butt in shape and, you know, really working harder towards my goals. <laughs> Whoa, success is, brings a lot of responsibility. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, as far as I've been working a lot harder recently. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely had to put some work into it. And I was, I mean, I'm never, I mean, for me, being able to sit at home in my pajamas booking events and I haven't, I literally haven't worked a day in, you know, three years. I have, I, I'd never have to get it for anyone unless I want to. I never have to do anything I don't want to. If I don't want an event, I don't have to do an event. Um, so it, it's basically the ultimate relaxed lifestyle. My girlfriend was getting mad at me for a while because I was sleeping in so much. <laughs> my, uh, my, I, I, I have had days where uh, I've gotten up and declared uh, – in a holiday <laughs> and my wife's a teacher so she doesn't get to declare her on holidays but like i've gotten up and been like whoa kroll is on satellite today and i haven't seen that since i was like eight it's kroll day i'm not doing anything and she's going to work and she's like, what are you doing and there's like a six-pack on the, like, <laughs> like it's kroll day didn't you get the memo that's like, great oh i hate you and i'm like you know and yet i still make more money than teaching <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's but, funny but yeah, I mean, it, there's there's nothing quite like working for yourself. It it is a, a good good time, for sure. Um, so, man, it's it's just all ahead of you right now, huh? It it is it is absolutely the most. I mean, it, it when it first started happening, it almost didn't feel real because you know I've I've been working hard trying to be a full time magician the last two years, and I mean I was I was making enough money to live, but after all this is happening, it's almost like a when when I was going down to Good Morning America, it didn't. It was like, I was like, "Is this actually happening to me?" Because I'm talking to the producers of all these TV shows and whatnot, and it's like, "Is this why?" It, it just felt so surreal and so amazing. It's hard, you know. It's still a little in shock. It's kind of settled in now that I actually kind of believe it. It, it actually all happened. <laughs> so well, has uh, there has there been like a moment of terror? <laughs> has there been a moment where you're just like, "Oh my god." Terror? Or yeah, yeah. Just what, what do you absolute mean? fear and terror that you're like, "Whoa!" Now, like. Now, I'm on the national stage now. This, I just, I just jumped a level, you know. I don't. I mean, as far as I'm, I'm pretty relaxed and confident. And like any, like even in the cop video, a lot of people are like, you weren't nervous around the cops. And it's like, as a, my job as a performer is to be confident in any situation. You know, no matter regardless of what it is, I need to be able to be the man in any situation. So I try to take a level of confidence. Not that I'm cocky in a sense. I mean, I am outside of all this stuff, you know, but I definitely try to be humble in any situation and confident. Um, so I don't think I've ever been, you know, as far as it, there was a lot of stress when all this stuff was coming in, I'm trying to figure out a way to push it, focus it in the right direction to make it into career and help really help me out. Um, I was actually really worried about, you know, balancing family and work when it all started happening. I, you know, working these 20, 22 hours days, I, I had, to, I put my girlfriend to the side for two days and I, I wasn't even there, you know, and for my family, I was just non-existent um, because I was working so hard. It's definitely slowed down for now. I, I watched a Christmas movie last night, you know, and I'm able to sleep a little more. So it, it, it's a good rate right now where I'm pretty happy with it. One really interesting thing is um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of YouTube. I love watching YouTube videos. I love, you know, doing all these things. 
when all this stuff started happening, I didn't even watch a YouTube video for over a week. And I'm sitting there, and there was this really cool trailer for The Hobbit that just came out, or, or I'm not sure exactly what it is, and it was on this Devour, this website I go to. And I'm talking to my girlfriend, and I'm literally crying, so I, I haven't watched a YouTube video in over a week. And I say, can I please watch it? And, and I'm arguing to myself. I have six tags open full of you know YouTube videos, and I want to watch one of them. Like, okay, I can only pick one video to watch. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll pick this one. And then I, I just shut down all the videos and just got back to work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there, there's a definite discipline with when when you hit a certain level and you're working for yourself. And every uh-huh. every day can't be crawl day, as it turns out. But right. every now and then, <laughs> you do have to take that. You know, you have to take that aside and and remember uh-huh. that this is you know this is this is part of it. It's it's uh, I don't work nine to five, but. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I don't necessarily have to work, you know, twelve to twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I can, I can, I can give myself some time every now and then. So, so mm-hmm. it, it sounds like you're you're pretty well adjusted and you're 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 uh, you're ready. So I, I'm expecting that uh, we'll be seeing more of you in 2015. I'm I'm actually really excited. I mean, I, I can't announce the show yet. But I actually I did confirm and book another national TV show that's going to be airing soon, so I'm pretty excited about that too. Hey, well, when you when you can confirm it, uh, you know, shoot it our way, and we'll make sure that all the iTricksters out there know about it, so they can uh, so they can catch you on TV again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely it, it, all this is is kind of I mean, it, it's really it it is really hard, and I'm, I'm so humbled by everything that's happening because. I mean, I, I've worked hard, but I know there's so many hard magicians who just want to break. And it's like, it's that one in a million chance that it just happened to me. It was a little bit of luck, a little bit of me taking advantage of the situation. You know, all these right things combined to have like a one in a million lifetime chance for me. So I'm definitely humbled and, you know, extremely grateful for the opportunity. And I, I don't want it to go to waste, you know, as far as I don't, I just don't want to be at this 15 minutes of fame. Because I, I know so many magicians out there could turn this 15 minutes of fame into a lifelong career. So that's what I want to do to give respect to the other magicians. Yeah. To to take it back to music, um, you know, unfortunately in the world of music, you can be a one hit wonder and do all right. The rest of your life Mm -hmm. magic. You really can't do that. (laughs) We're, you know, we're, we're a career where there are no residuals. So Uh when you get a chance, you definitely have to run with it. And we're about out of time, but there's, there's one thing that I want to cover that we haven't quite, hit yet and that is um the rubik's cube trick that we saw that you used to to get out of of your you know grown-up responsibilities speeding tickets and such um is is that your trick is that someone else's is that your spin um on, on something else and and <laughs> if it is your stuff uh is that something that you're going to share or is that is that steven Burnage's closely guarded secret so, yeah, I'll definitely let you in on that. So as far as the Rubik's Cube stuff, um, I've been solving the Rubik's Cube for about 12 years of my life and doing magic for 12 years, and I've always done them separately. You know, so I would speed cube, then I would do magic. And then about two or three years ago, I, I Rubik's Nightmare was a, a really cool, you know, Rubik's Cube trick, and I just got so much inspiration. That, Garrett Thomas had one that he, he's been doing for a while and then it's just all these ideas in my head. I was like, wow, some of this stuff is really cool. So I basically started to create my own Rubik's Cube magic based on what I saw previously, my own knowledge of the Rubik's Cube and other people's ideas. And all my Rubik's Cube magic, I have a bunch of different effects. So obviously, you know, what the cop video is one, I do have a trick where I match two Rubik's Cubes. 
Um, in my show, I close every single show with me solving a Rubik's Cube completely blindfolded. So there's there's no peeking, no any type of that. I'm legitimately solving the cube blindfolded. Um, so it's basically all these different tricks or a combination of variation, method, ideas into my own blend of Rubik's Cube magic. Um, that was a lot. But yes, but I'm actually planning to release that in, in the coming months. I actually shot a DVD. I already shot it with Murphy's Magic, and that's going to be out pretty soon. So it's like the perfect timing for that as well. <laughs> cool. D- does, does it have a name yet? or uh, Cube 3. There you go. There you so. go. So, something to look forward to. Um, something to save that Christmas and Hanukkah money for, kids. Right. Right. And it'll be it'll be pretty exciting. It's, it's it's I teach how to solve a Rubik's cube, and then I also teach six different effects. You know, all the stuff you see in the cop video. I, I teach step by step all those moves, all the secrets to it, and how to do it. Which and it also comes with the Rubik's cube. That I actually bought about twenty Rubik's cubes to find the proper one that I wanted to include. <laughs> So. Wow, you you are into the Rubik's cube. <laughs> when you're like, you know, we have to. Find, I didn't even realize there were twenty different variations. Oh, there are hundreds. <laughs> um. uh, all right. Well, like I said, we we are coming up on out of time. Uh, thank you for sitting down with us. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to, to talk so honestly about what's going on with uh, mm-hmm. this video in your career and that is very cool how can you mentioned your your uh, your homemade foursquare we- website before where can everybody find that um so my website is stevenbrundagemagic.com and you know I, I don't really have anything for magicians obviously when the dvd comes out i might be able to put a link on that but it's basically just how it but if you want to find out more about me or even contact me just to say hi. I love talking to magicians. I love skyping with magicians. You know, if you shoot me a message, I'm more than happy to talk with you, hang out, you know, and, and hear your story. I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, then more for magicians is probably your YouTube page. Do you have an easy one, or do you have numbers? Uh, yeah. As far as my YouTube page, um, if you Google Stephen Brundage Magic, my YouTube page will come up. There you up. go. There you <laughs> so, go. And, and I, I have a lot of unlisted videos. Um, so if you message me, I could definitely, definitely send you some cool stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. That that is great. Thanks again for uh, for talking with us, and thanks everybody out there for listening to this episode of the iTrix podcast. What do we call this? The weekend review? I forget. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I really probably need more direction in this. <laughs> to keep up with everything going on in the world of magic until our next podcast just visit us at itrix.com 